Torah talks about Noach ish tzaddik. Noach was a tzaddik. And yet, we find that Chazal have complaints against Noach. We find that Chazal say that Noach was mektana yamana. That Noach was missing some level of his emuna. Where do we find this? It says that Noah came into the Teva Mipnei Mea Mabul. The rain began, but it's only when he felt that it was a Mabul, that the flood was coming, that Noah went into the Teva. And we find another criticism of Chazal also. That as opposed to Avram Avinu, as opposed to Moshe, Noach was castigated for not davening for his dog, for not praying for the welfare of his generation. Now we understand the rule, a rule which is true in the whole of Tanakh, and that is even when Chazal found it correct, found it necessary to criticize it's against the backdrop of a tzaddik the Torah calls Noach a tzaddik and therefore let's try to understand the life and the achievement of Noach the tzaddik Hashem comes to Noach the sole tzaddik in a generation who everybody else was so bad that they deserved to get destroyed. And Hashem tells Noach, Noach, you are the only tzaddik in this generation. I want you to build a teva. I want you to build basically a boat. And how long is it going to take to build? It's going to take 120 years. Let's imagine the scene. In the middle of the city, Noach orders these enormously big pieces of wood. And to raise his interest, what's going on? Noach, what are you going to build? I'm building a boat. A boat? We're far from the sea. I'm building a boat because there's going to be a flood. Can you imagine how that sounded? But Noach didn't stop. He starts putting the pieces together. He starts hammering them into place. People get used to going past. Noach, what are you doing? Building a boat. And the children will come to interested where is it holding, what's going on. Why are you building a boat, Noach? There's going to be a flood. Hashem is going to destroy the world. And I'm building this boat to save myself and my family. Do you think anyone took it seriously? And a week later, Noach still building his boat. And a month later, Noach still building his boat. Noach, when's this flood coming? It's coming. It's coming in a hundred years. And there was enough time for the children who had watched Noach begin the project 
became, they grew up. They are their children, they are still building his boat. And yet Noach doesn't stop. The Midrash says that Noach was no said Rosh Hashanah He was giving fiery lectures. So we ever stop to listen to him. Repent from your sinful ways. Hashem is going to destroy the world. And the reaction of the people? No one took Noach seriously. But Noach didn't give up. As an aside, we see how much he was prepared to put in the effort. How much he was prepared to suffer humiliation for the sake of his dough. And let's ask a question. For all those many, many years, for all those many, many years that Noach was building his table and Noach was warning people the flood is coming. And you know, you can speak when you have an audience, even if it's a small audience. But if no one's listening to you, what gave Noach the ability to keep, to keep it up? To maintain the, the confidence in the face of so much opposition, the flood's going to come. I heard a beautiful insight from my Rabbi He said, Noach could see that no one took him seriously. Noach could see that nobody ever possibly imagined that there could be a flood. Who'd ever heard of a flood before? And therefore Noach could see that building his table and warning them again and again wasn't having an effect. What was Noach waiting for? Noach was waiting that the lesson that he's saying, repeating again and again, the idea he's driving into their minds again and again, there's going to be a flood. Now they don't believe me. But what Noach was relying on is when eventually, eventually, the flood's going to come, the rain's going to start falling, then they'll remember the lesson I've been trying to impart to them for so many years. Then eventually they'll wake up and say, Noach was really right. What Noach was saying for all this time is true. And eventually then they'll do each other. And therefore, what gave Noach the koyach, the strength to keep going, was the hope that even though he's not being understood, he's not being taken seriously now, but the day will come. The day will come when the flood will begin, and then they'll understand. And then they'll do each other. And therefore we understand, if for so many years that had been Noach's dream, for so many years that had been Noach's hope, that when the flood actually did begin, and the rain did start to fall, Noach's in no rush to go to the table. 
Now eventually people will do chuba. Now eventually people will understand me. And therefore the flood won't be necessary. It's true, Chazal consider it to some extent a lack of emunah. That Nech didn't expect the world to fall. The flood to materialize. But we can understand why. That's what Noach had been hoping for for a hundred years. That when the water begins to fall, that's what's going to be the catalyst to make the people do chuva. And that will make the flood unnecessary. A similar thing we find by Yirmiyahu Anavi. Yirmiyahu Anavi also faced the door a generation which deserved to be punished. A generation of sinners. And Yirmiyahu was given the thankless task of being the Navi, of being the prophet, to warn them about the destruction. And Yirmiyahu warned them, day after day. He told his fellow Jews in Yerushalayim, the Khurban is coming, the Beis Aminah will be destroyed. And no one took him seriously. They threw him into the pit, they threw him into jail. And what was Yirmiyahu hoping for? He was hoping that when eventually the army of Babalk arrives and the Jews can look over the wall of Yerushalayim and see the forces massed to attack them, maybe now they'll understand that what Yirmiyahu had been saying for so many years was true. Maybe now they'll do each other. And therefore, when Hashem tells Yirmiyahu to write the book of Eicha, the book depicting the destruction, the Pasuk says that Jeremiah said, I took it and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. Not that Jeremiah was looking for the Jewish people to be punished. But he thought maybe this would be the catalyst which would bring him to, to heed the message that he'd been trying to give them for so long. So that's the first thing we say about Nech. It's true. Chazal point out a certain maybe lack in the pre- understanding the flood was going to start when it did. A hesitation to go into the Teva, but we can understand where Noach was coming from. We can understand why Noach had built so much expectations that specifically now, when the flood was about to begin, that's what would cause the Jewish people to do chuba and prevent the flood happening. And now let's look at the second point. Noach didn't daven for a generation. Here also, Chazal's condemnation isn't that Noach wasn't interested in the people he lived, he lived with. There's a certain small maybe error on Noach's part that Chazal are highlighting to us. If somebody could invest so much of himself, so much of his time, 120 years to cause other people to do chuva, he was definitely interested in helping his dog. Where then is the mistake? Where then did Chazal find fault with Noach's tefillah for his dog? 
And the answer is an example to a principle which we see by Yaakov Avinu. In one of the most often asked questions on Apostle in Bereshis, Rachel Imenu comes to Yaakov. And Rachel says to, to him, Daven for me to have children. Without that, it's like I'm dead. And Yaakov's answer to her, Hashem withheld children from you. On which Chazal say, I have children. Yaakov said, I have three wives. Leah has children. Hashem prevented you from having children, not me. And we shocked. How could Yaakov respond to his wife? who was asking him to daven for her in such a seemingly careless fashion? And the answer is, that's not the way to read the Pasuk. That's not what Yaakov meant. Of course Yaakov davened for Rachel. I'm sure another day went by where she wasn't in his thoughts when he was davening. But Yaakov meant something else. And that is, the depth of tefillah that a person can feel when they're affected is never the same as someone else can feel on their behalf. Rachel said to him, Yitzchak daven for Rivka. Why don't you daven for me the same way? And Yaakov's answer was, I can't daven to the same level because I can't feel the same pain. As much as I can feel for somebody else, but I can't feel the exact same way that they do. Because I'm not suffering from the same point. And that's why Yaakov said his tefillahs would be less successful than the tefillahs of Yitzchak had been for Rivka. And with this you said that when a person is diving for something which affects them personally it's a different level of tefillah to when they're diving for somebody else. We can understand Nach as well. Hashem tells Nach I want you to build me a table because out of this whole generation I'm only going to save you. So Nayakh davens for a generation. Nayakh feels for the threat of danger which is on everyone's heads. But Nayakh himself is confident. He was given a guarantee. The Mabel will affect everybody, the Mabel won't affect you. And therefore, even if Nayakh is going to daven for everybody else, it's in the sense of davening for everybody else. Nayakh personally doesn't feel threatened. Hashem has promised him that he is going to be saved. And therefore, to some small extent, there's something missing in Nayakh's tefillah. And let's look at the paradigm that Chazal gave us as being different to Nayakh. 
someone whose tefillah was for other people. And the example Chazal gave us is Moshe Rabbeinu. After the Chet Egel, when Moshe davened for the Jewish people, there we see an example of someone who did daven for others. And what's the critical point of Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah? If we look closely, we'll see the identical setup. After the Jews with Nechshon Chayta Egel, Hashem says to Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, Hereth me many, leave me, I'll destroy them. I will make you into the great nation. Chazal explained what happened to the promise to Abraham, Yitzchak and Yaakov to create Klai Yisrael out of their descendants. Says Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu, you yourself are a descendant of the Avos. I'll fulfill my promise by making you into a new Klai Yisrael. And therefore, the situation that Moshe had been placed in was the same kind of a situation of Noach. A threat was facing other people. But Moshe himself had been promised that you wouldn't be affected. And now Moshe has to daven for them. And what do we see in Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah? Moshe doesn't leave himself in the safe cast territory of not being included. Moshe says to Hashem, Hashem, I'm putting myself in the same boat as Klal Yisrael. If you forgive them, then it's good. And if not, destroy me too. Erase me from the book. I don't want to be in a different category. Because if I feel that I'm in the same boat, if I feel that my destiny is linked with the destiny of Klal Yisrael, I feel that what happens to me is what happens to them, then it's a completely different feeling. Then I'm going to dive in a completely different style. Because it's a tefillah for myself as well. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah is given as an example of tefillah for other people. A tefillah for other people, which is really a tefillah for myself as well. Nayak also dive for his dar. But not to that extent. Not to the extent where you can say to Hashem that if you're not going to save the door, don't save me either. And therefore, although Chazal found fault with Noach, although Chazal considered a lack on his behalf, that he didn't down for his door the same way, you must understand. We can't take away from what the terrorist is about him. That Noach was an ish tzaddik. Neach was a Tamim B'dayraisaf. To be able to serve Hashem in such trying circumstances. To be able to be different to the whole of society. And be the only one who wants to do what's right. And at the same time, invest so much time and so much energy into trying to bring society bent on sinful ways back to Chiva. And even when he was ignored and ridiculed and worse, to still be able to daven for them. Those factors all make up a part of what you can learn from Nayak the Tzadik.